Happy Friday. This is the Lee Brothers Show on AMA 20 and FM 92.7, Virginia Citizens, American Patriots, the only two-headed talk show in Virginia. Hi, I'm Richard Lee Scott's off today. I know, I know, he's a slacker, a big-time slacker. Actually, he's at his son's baseball game in Tennessee, and we're going to sneak attack him with a phone call later in the show to make sure he's doing what he's supposed to do. Coming up this hour, a youngster takes some advice from the St. Louis Cardinals in their training camp, and he hits a home run. The first family of Virginia, the first lady of Virginia, did she really do anything wrong? And 319 square miles is on Facebook, fact or fiction. Also, JRTC, they're running races buses, really? That's where we're going to kick off with that story right now because I, I can't. I don't understand why people don't get that, you know, the GRTC is a, is a business and it needs to be run like a business, even though it's run by government. Um, they're saving, I think it's $819,000 by rerouting the buses. Now, this plan has been coming along since really 2016, 2017, they've been working on it. Um, People went down and talked and complained, but, you know, sometimes people need to realize that when you run a business, you have to find a way to save money. You can't just, especially in this case, run, they were running four buses up on Churchill and they cut it back to one. From what I understand, I mean, four buses, Churchill's not that big an area for four buses. I would think if I were running the company, I would have done what the city did a long time ago. They set up a a program to run the buses up and down Broad Street. I'm sure you've seen that if you've been on Broad Street. I've driven in the bus lanes on Broad Street when you're not supposed to. I had a police officer wave his finger at me like, no, 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 no. Um, of course, I would be the one to to drive in the bus lanes on Broad Street. Scott would just fly right through them like they weren't there. But anyway, the, these buses, you know, they listen They listen to the community. They, You know, this gentleman, this Omari al-Qaddafi, is claiming that they didn't listen to the concerns of the people. Um, you know, you can't, you, you can listen to the concerns of the people. And, the, and they did. They, they made some changes based on what the people requested. Um, there's one lady who's been riding the bus for 25 years. They listened to what she had to say. They, they made adjustments because they, they cut back on the number of stops and they cut back on the number of, of frequency. They were running some areas every 15 minutes and some areas got changed every hour because they couldn't continue to support an every 15 minute stop when there were not enough people there to pay for the bus to continue to run. The, you know, the buses are not, you know, they, they don't run on air. They have to be run like a business. And the bottom line is, you know, when you have a, a racist organization and and some of these groups are racist organizations, I'm sorry, that's just what they are, come, come at you to change the buses back to the way they used to 
run, uh, you know, they're the racist. They're the ones calling the buses racist. They're the, they're, they're the racist in this. You know, the, the, the city put a $65 million, 7.6-mile bus rapid transit line in from Rockets Landing to Willow Lawn. $65 million. But they have, the, they have the support of the community to do that. They have enough people to ride the bus to pay for it. There's no racist intent there. Nobody sat down and said, hey, let's, uh, let's just mess with the African-American community and uh, let's screw with the bus lines. Nobody did that. They tried to, they're running an efficient bus system, giving the demand the support that it needs. Where they have demand, they have a bus. Simple as that. They're running those buses up and down Broad Street, Willow Lawn to Rockets Landing and back because that's where the people are. They're running all the way out to the West End because that's where the people are. And if you're uh, an individual who's been inconvenienced by this, it's just the nature of operating a business normally, you know, and, and... I'm sure they're sorry that you're inconvenienced, but the bottom line is they're not. They did the best they could do. They spent I don't know how much money doing the research to put this bus line in place. You know that they it's it's what they had to do. They had to do to keep the thing going. It's nothing racist about it. You know, and all this racist talk is just getting old. I mean, aren't you tired of it? I certainly am. Everything is racist now. Everything. I don't care what it is. The bus lines are racist. You know, if if the first lady does anything that could be construed as racist, all it's going to take is one person, one person to, to point a finger at her and say, this is racist, and it makes the network news. Virginia is back in the network news. Nationwide, people look at Virginia like we're a bunch of hillbilly racists. And, and, and that's got to be frustrating to everybody, to everyone. But buses are not racist. racist. This, this whole story is ridiculous. I, I, I read a story from 2017, and it almost reads the same as the story from the paper, essentially, that came out today. They had a meeting last night. And they're... You know, they they get together and listen. They talk to everyone from the community that shows up. This Omari al-Qaddafi, he called for the Federal Transit Administration Office of Civil Rights. Now, one problem is the Federal Transit Administration has an Office of Civil Rights. To me, that's, that's a problem in itself. I don't even know why we have a Federal Transit Administration which would have anything to do with Richmond's buses. I, I would tell the Federal Transit Administration to stick it in their ear and stay, leave us alone. We're, you know, this city is doing what it has to do to run the buses. They didn't sit down and say, you know, this guy over here, you know, here's a white guy and we don't like him, so we're not going to run a bus anywhere near that man. And back over here is a black guy we don't like. We're not going anywhere near him either. We're running a racist bus system, and we're going to do what we want to. None of that's going on. None of that's going on. They spent $65 million for that rapid transit line between Rockets Landing and Willow Lawn, and they have to protect that. 
So they're not going to be able to run all the routes they used to run. Gaddafi says, my feeling is concerns have not been taken seriously. They've taken the concerns of the people seriously. You know, the entire city didn't show up for the meeting, just the ones that were possibly could be affected by the bus change. And that's not going to happen. Not going to happen. Coming up, the first lady, right or wrong, stay with us. Right, this is the Lee Brothers Show on AM eight twenty WNTW and FM ninety two point seven. Representing the end of political correctness, it's the Lee Brothers. Well, if you ask me where I come from, here's what I tell everyone: I was born by God's dear grace in an extraordinary place. With the stars and stripes And the eagle flies Welcome back to the Lee Brothers. Hi, I'm Richard Lee. Scott's off today. He thinks he's off. We're going to mess with him here in a little while. Um, I want to start by saying, I, excuse me for my voice. I still have the crud. I, I've, I've had this mess <laughs> Uh, some of you can relate, I'm sure, because you've had this crud for a while, too. I've had this for a couple of months, I think. I keep coughing. My voice keeps changing, keeps getting scratchy. Anyway, um, I want to tell you about, I've been telling you about this place for a while now. It's Aggie's Attic. It's a Christian-run thrift store. It's located on Hungry Road, right near the intersection of Woodman Road in the Laurel Park Shopping Center. And they have the coolest stuff in the world. They have incredible deals. They run in specials all the time. Um, and and the, this organization, every penny they take in goes to charity. All of the people there, they're wonderful people. You'll meet them. You'll come back and you'll say, wow, those, those folks were awesome. Um, Read the reviews online. They're all incredible. And those folks, they have such good deals. They all work for free. They're all volunteers. They feed hungry children with the money they take in. They do scholarships for kids to go to the Votech Center in Rico County. They donate money to the Lakeside Rescue Squad. All of the money they take in goes to incredibly good causes and charities. So that's Aggie's Attic. Remember that name, Aggie's Attic. It's in the Laurel Park Shopping Center on Hungry Road near the intersection of Woodman and Hungry. Go by there this weekend. They're open 9 to 4 tomorrow. They're closed on Sunday and Monday, but they're open 9 to 4 tomorrow. So if if you like going to yard sales, thrift stores, places where you can find incredible values, you won't find better values anywhere other than Aggie's Attic. I've been to all of them. Aggie's Attic is an awesome store. So stop in tomorrow. That's Aggie Attic's Hungry Road. Near the intersection of Woodman Hungry in the Laurel Park Shopping Center. And there's a bell that still echoes the price that it costs to be free. Said so well. Hi, we're the Lee Brothers. I'm Richard Lee. Scott's off today. I want to talk about the First Lady, Pam Northam. And what happened the other day with the tour group, you know, and, and this 
is and this is just <laughs> when I first heard it, I thought, how how could anyone just be so dumb? And I was wrong. I was so wrong to feel that way. I thought, you know, here's the first lady is royally screwed up. She shouldn't have done that. But the more I think about it, uh, the more I read about it, the more I learn about it, she uh, she was simply trying to teach. Was it right? You know, I don't know. Um, the stories that came out made the network news, put us back on the map, on a, on the on the derogatory map. Gave Virginia a solid black eye once again, but it wasn't. In my opinion, it wasn't her fault that we got a black eye. It wasn't Pam Northern's fault. It was other people who just wanted to, to start screaming and hollering again and keep the racist crap alive and well in Virginia. We're not a bunch of racist, redneck hillbillies. We're, we're good folks. This is not a racist state. There are some races that live here. You know, there were claims made that she only, you know, handed the little cotton bowl and the tobacco leaf to the black kids. You know, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, you know, last week, Thursday a week ago, there was a tour given it for some school kids and some of their parents at the Capitol. And they were going to tour the slaves' quarters there in the kitchen and, and all. And Pam Northern, First Lady of Virginia, and I guess in an effort to help heal the wounds of her husband, doing whatever he did way back when, she was there to, to greet the kids. And she, she had, held out a piece of cotton to a young black girl who apparently went home horrified, or maybe she wasn't horrified until her parents told her she was horrified. I shouldn't say that, but that's my opinion, because the little girl then wrote a letter to the first lady saying that she was, you know, whatever, bothered by this, and her mother sent a letter as well um, that they were bothered that she would hold out a, a cotton bowl and supposedly say something to the effect of, you know, Imagine being a slave way back when. Now, everybody on the tour said that she did not single out the black kids for this. Everybody on the tour said she singled, she didn't single out anyone. She did the same thing with all the kids and, and stuff, trying to make them learn, visualize, and think about what it would be like. Stay with us. We'll be right back right here on AM820 WNTW and FM92.7. Our version of the Federalist Papers, without all that reading, it's the Lee Brothers. Welcome back. Hi, I'm Richard Lee. Happy Friday to you. It's going to be a chilly Friday, a little warmer tomorrow, but no rain tomorrow. That's a good thing. We're talking about uh, the tour that took place at the Virginia State Capitol a week ago yesterday. Um, and one of, one of the children on the tour apparently had a problem with the First Lady. You know, the First Lady's not, she's not there for every tour. It was a special tour, you know, and 
she had a problem with the first lady showing them cotton and tobacco leaves and asking them to imagine what it would have been like to be a slave back then. And, you know, I, child went home apparently upset. According to the mother, upset. The child wrote a letter and the mother wrote a letter to the first lady. And they're, they're upset because things have... I don't know what they expect to happen from that. I think it's... Uh, you know, here, here's Dolores McQuinn said it best. This is a quote. Because people are so tense, maybe we need to just turn it down a little bit. Turn the volume down on this. After all, it's 400 years. You've got some time to get things right. There is a level of people being sensitive. That's Dolores McQuinn, Virginia House of Delegates, District 70, an African-American lady. Well, yeah. it's, it sounds like uh, a bad idea for her to for her to ask that question of the kids. Is she trying to scare them or something? Uh, she she according to her, she wanted them to to you know in their mind's eye see what it was like to be a slave back way back when. You know, they're showing them the slaves' quarters in the kitchen that the slaves worked in, and you know, slavery is part of the history. So she wanted them to really feel the history of actually being there. She wanted them to experience something that was like the history. Stay with us. We'll be right back right here on AMA 20 WNTW and FM 92.7. Making radio great again. It's the Lee Brothers. That's perfect. <laughs> Scott, you must think I'm crazy hanging around with you. Just kidding. I uh, love my brother. I miss my brother. We'll call my brother here in a little while and rag on him a little bit have to do it we're talking about this story uh the tour of the state capitol um i mean these by some very lucky kids who got they had the opportunity to meet the first lady during the tour she was actually there i've never taken a tour have you ever taken a tour mark uh, yes, and uh, the when when I went, Tim Kaine was the governor, and I was with uh, a group from church. Did you get to meet the governor? No. Yeah, of course not. It was just a tour Timmy. guide. It wasn't anybody from... You should have the, chanted, Timmy, Timmy, Timmy. <laughs> he might have come out. But uh, the tour guide uh, told all the all the young people this story about this ghost that haunts the governor's really? mansion a and, ghost that haunts the governor's mansion right and so one of I've the i've been telling scott for years ghosts are real <laughs> one of the girls got really scared and uh i really? don't know if they i don't know if they wrote a letter to complain or anything but uh she horrified somebody and it sounds <laughs> like that was what was going on over here i'm uh, not sure if uh if the First Lady thinks that she's Willy Wonka or something. Oh, if you have any problems, dial information. Thank you for calling. <laughs> well, the First Lady on this tour, it was, it was amazing that the First Lady was there. Um, 
and she was trying to heal the the pain of her husband doing something incredibly stupid 35 years ago, but it was 35 years ago. You know, shouldn't there be a statute of limitations on stupidity? But anyway, she, she said to the kids, imagine being an enslaved person. And uh, this eighth grade student detailed the the incident in a letter Monday to lawmakers describing it as beyond inappropriate, especially considering recent events. Well, if it's inappropriate, it's inappropriate. Well, the recent events had anything to do with it. Um, But it says, especially considering recent events involving Governor Ralph Northam. Well, sweetheart, what Governor Ralph Northam did was a long, long time ago. Um, and I, I, I know he, especially today, seriously regrets it. And his credibility is shot with a tremendous amount of people nationwide. Let's see. I'm, this is. She went on to say it was very testing to know I had to go somewhere, and I had no choice. As if I to if I went, I had to be respectful, be on my best behavior, even when the people in positions of power I was around were not doing the same. Uh, that's a pretty sharp eighth grader to write a letter that way. I would think. Anyway, my opinion, and I could be wrong, but I think she found out she was horrified by what happened when she got home, Um, if you get my drift. Anyway, you know, this has just gotten so out of of hand and ridiculous. They claim that... uh, the first lady was singling out African-American kids and doing this. Here's a cotton ball. Pretend you're a slave. Think about being a slave. That's not what took place. She honestly wanted the kids to know Virginia's true history. You know, offering a piece of cotton and a tobacco leaf. Virginia was growing cotton and tobacco back then. She's not like she's putting a cigarette in their hand or a cigar, you know. And she wasn't being racist in any way, shape, or form. And in an apology, the First Lady said, I regret if I have upset anyone. The historic kitchen should be a feature of the executive mansion tours, and I believe it does a disservice to Virginians to omit the stories of the enslaved people who lived and worked there. That's why I've been engaged in an effort to thoughtfully and honestly share this important story since I arrived in Richmond. So what what should we do? You know, what should we do? 454-1366. 454-1366. What should we do? Should we omit the history of slavery from the tours at the at the mansion? Should we just say okay, we're not going to even mention it ever again? We'll uh, not show the areas where the slaves lived and worked. And we'll just let them tour the other part of the mansion and not bring it up. 
you know, I, I don't think I would have handed out a cotton ball or a piece of tobacco had I been there, you know, helping with the tour or whatever. If I was the first lady, I would be the first man, wouldn't I? But anyway, unless I identified myself as a woman for the day, I would not, maybe I wouldn't have done that. But uh, it's been done. It got us back on the national news. It really irks me big time that we're back in the national news with something as stupid as this. I, I don't get it. I really don't get it. You know, I've, people have called Scott and I racist a thousand times in our 17 years on the air here in Richmond. And every time it's not accurate at all. We're we're not racist in any way, shape, or form. We just simply want to live in a colorblind society, and there's a certain group of people who won't allow us to do that. And it's not going to stop until they stop. You know, how much is it going to take to shut this down now? You know, what what is it going to take? This is this is ridiculous. Ridiculous. Your thoughts, 454-1366. Give us a call this afternoon. You know, First Lady. You know, I have to admit, when I first heard this story, I thought, I was, you know, I, I thought it was idiotic. Because the story I heard was she singled out the black kids and said, here's a piece of cotton. Imagine being a slave. That, you know, that's the first story I heard. So I thought, immediately I thought, idiot, how stupid could you be? But then I read the real story. I learned the real story. And the real story is simply, maybe she should not have decided that she wanted the kids, all of the kids, and the parents that were on the tour, she wanted everyone to imagine what it was like for the people who were slaves at the governor's mansion back in the day. Maybe, you know, maybe that was the wrong thing to do. Maybe it's best to just say, this is where the slaves slept. And that's where they cooked. Or maybe it's best to just not say anything at all and, and people won't get the real history of the mansion. I mean, that's, in my opinion, this whole thing is ridiculous. And nobody else, nobody else on that tour had a problem with it. None of them. And, it, you know, it's a, a bunch of kids, a bunch of parents. And nobody, nobody else had a problem with this at all. So the problem comes out, and I saw it on ABC, national news. <laughs> I saw it with the rest of the United States of America. And you hear people say things like, you know, one broadcaster said, Virginia, 
racist or rapist, you got to be one or the other if you live there. Doesn't that make you proud to be a Virginian? That's pathetic. Um, I, I just, I don't understand why we can't just live and let live. You know what I mean? All right, you're listening to the Lee Brothers on AMA 20 WNTW and FM 92.7. We'll be back in a moment after these important messages. Representing the end of political correctness, it's the Lee Brothers. My daddy served in the Army. We lost his right eye, but he flew a flag out in our yard. Till the day that he died, he wanted my mother, my brother. Our first lady is under fire. She said in a written statement, I regret that I upset anyone. The student that was upset, the student's mother, Leah Dozier, Dozier Walker, who oversees the Office of Equity and Community Engagement in the State Department of Education, also wrote to lawmakers saying that the incident runs against the governor and First Lady's request for forgiveness over racially insensitive actions. Walter from New Kent, you're on AM820, WNTW, and FM92.7. Hey, Walter. Hey. Hey, Richard, um, you still on Scott Hall, okay? What's that? <laughs> I should um, tell your brother half. Oh, I certainly will. But, um, you know, the way I look at it is um, it's really bad to, to have this this micro, you know, this micro, whatever they call it, micro um, aggression and all of this stuff. And they stirred up this stuff so much, so people are on edge. Yeah. And really what needs to happen is, education or the history of this thing, proper education, not leaving out what the Democrat Party did. Because I think that that because it's it's not the whole story, the bitterness is gonna continue until the whole story is out about what really happened. And I mean we can't blame the people today for something that happened long ago. And I mean and all this stuff about reparations, all of this stuff is just stirring up strife. When I was young I went to Georgia. I was mistreated. I was put on a different side of the room. We had to use different bathrooms because we were black. But I, I, I didn't grow up bitter. I didn't grow up with that hatred that I see amongst children that never had this kind of thing happen to them. And all I can say is the Democrat Party is devoted to stirring up this kind of strife to get their base to the, to the polls. And now it's starting to bite them. I'm sorry for Mrs. Um, Mrs. Northam because it's not a racial deal. But until they stop playing the racial part, this is what's going to happen to them because people are going to say, well, you're white too. Just like they said, Nancy, she's old too since they teach against the old people. They destroyed everything. So they think that they're immune to it, but they're not. And so unless they stop doing this, it's going to get worse and worse. You know, uh, I think for listening to me and um, I agree yeah. with you, Walter. You have a good day. Uh, you too. Thanks for the call, Walter. You're exactly right. Th- this this is just more of the same. When you look back through things, the people that are really stirring this think are the Democratic Party. They want the stink stirred. They they want it stirred terribly. They were, you know. Back in the 60s, Lyndon Johnson, a Democratic president, was pushing for racial equality. 
And the Democratic Party was threatening him with everything they could throw at him. They didn't want that. Yet, most of the people that were affected by the programs, you know, Lyndon Johnson was had to be a Republican at heart because the things that he did for the African-American community against all of his fellow Democrats' opinions and suggestions and you know, just threats. Um, it's mind-boggling what he was able to accomplish. Um, and the Democratic Party was so totally against it. Yet most most folks associate themselves with the Democratic Party, and I don't I don't understand that at all. And and I pray every day that they don't associate themselves with the Socialist Democratic Party coming up because they have no idea, no idea. They can't, if they associate themselves with it, they have no idea what's what's coming down on their heads and all of our heads. You know, we've, we've become a socialist country. All I can say is God help us. You know, God help us. We need to become a colorblind society and live and let live. We're all people. We're all created equal. You know, God is is who we all ultimately answer to. Um, and I can, I can assure you in the end, we're all, we're all the same. We're just all the same. We're all people, you know, treat each other with respect. Don't, don't treat each other based on what color you, they are. Don't, it's just crazy what's going on with this. This racial crap. It's unbelievable. We're not a racist racial country. We're not a racial state. A racist state, I mean. We're just not. The governor's wife, the first lady of Virginia, had no ill intentions. She wasn't treating anybody with any disrespect. She just wanted people to really experience what it was like back in the day at that at the governor's mansion back in the day when you know, slaves worked there, lived there, took care of things 400 years ago or whatever. Anyway, live and let live, people. You're listening to AM820 WNTW and FM92.7. We're the Lee Brothers. Kind, compassionate, and tolerant. Oh, wait, that's a different show. The Lee Brothers. Welcome back to the Lee Brothers on AMA 20 WNTW FM 92.7. We're also broadcasting on the Internet. You can uh, find us at uh, WNTW.com and on the Lee Brothers Facebook page. A young, a young man, a young boy, eight years old, went to the Cardinal Spring Training Camp. And he took some advice from some pro ball players. And got out there and whacked a home run. And, you know, you may think, well, that's not a big story. Eight-year-old Tommy Morrissey hit a home run with, he only has one arm. His right arm was not fully developed when he was born. He hit the home run at the Cardinals training camp with one arm. Then he went on to play Little League in, in the first game. He hit. A home run again. 
He took some tips from the pros. That's great. He also plays golf, and he's hooked up with Tiger Woods and two other golfers whose names is Ricky Fowler and Jordan Spieth. He's a golf prodigy. Amazing. You can do anything you want in this country and in this world. You just have to have the desire to do it. Coming up next hour, we have a uh, local politician who's also on the fires, already throwing his hat in the ring for governor. We have this lovely lady, uh, Gloria Steinem, and her comments about you. If you're pro-life, she has comments for you. And Senator Cory Booker from New Jersey. Is he pro-U.S.? I don't think so. Coming up next hour, right here on AM820 WNTW and FM92.7. Stay with us. Friday, March 1st, 2019. This is the Lee Brothers Show. Happy Friday. Virginia citizens, American patriots, the only two-headed talk show in Virginia. I am Richard Lee. Scott's off today, I know. I know he's a slacker. You have made me very angry. Very. That's right. Actually, he's at his son's baseball game in Tennessee, so we can't can't, uh, beat him up too much. But. We are going to call him later in the show and mess with him. Uh, his son is a phenomenal baseball player, and I have to say, Scott is a phenomenal father. He's got four kids. They're all incredible. Um, he and his wife have done a great job raising them, and it shows. It really does. And uh, he's where he should be right now. He should be at his son's baseball game. So... I'm not going to beat him up too much, but I will mess with him. And you get to participate. (laughs) It's going to be fun. All righty. Oops. There goes my clock. Uh, I have to say oops. Thank you, Mark. (laughs) Um, Sometimes in radio, things go wrong. And that was one of them. My clock sits in front of me and tells me how the time is going. And... Somehow, I knocked it off. Thanks, Mark. Our, our awesome producer came in and got it for me. All right. Uh, let's kick off this hour with a Democrat involved in scandal who called for the governor's <laughs> resignation for wearing blackface and then turned around and admitted he wore blackface himself. Um, see, he's the attorney general, Mark Herring. And if he got, if he was able to talk the governor into resigning, uh, and then the lieutenant governor goes to jail for being a rapist, um, he becomes governor. 
if he's still in his job, he becomes governor. So what's good for the goose is good for the gander. If the attorney general is going to request the governor's resignation, he should resign himself. He also wore blackface way back when, the 80s or whatever. Um, I don't know if there's a photo of him in blackface. But there is one other governor, apparently. The governor claims neither one of those in the picture, either the Ku Klux Klan guy or the blackface guy, are him. But he's claimed he wore it later in a dance contest in Texas when he did the Michael Jackson moonwalk. He even offered to do that at a news conference. (laughs) How humiliating. Uh, I personally would have liked to have seen it because I'm a master of uh, the moonwalk. And that's not racist. How is that racist? A moonwalk is not racist. Michael Jackson perfected it. But I was doing it as a small child. Anyway. Uh, Mark Herring says he can undo a lot of the damage that's been done, I guess, by people like him. (laughs) I guess he's responsible for some of that damage, huh? If the governor did damage and he wants to fix it, and then he turns right around and says, yeah, uh, well, I did the same thing. I still want the governor to resign because I can be governor. Yes, once they lock up the lieutenant governor, I can be governor. Just think, if Governor Northam resigns, then uh, Fairfax becomes governor, right? Yeah. So, and then we would have a governor that was put in jail for raping people. Because there's a couple women out there that say he did. I'd be happy if if they all resigned right away. I would be too. Exactly. I would be too. Bye-bye. How do you say bye-bye to all three of them at once? (laughs) But what will we do then? Uh, you know, what will we do? Oh, no, we have no government. Yay. That would be a good thing, wouldn't it? <laughs> exactly. Bring Howard Dean down. Let him uh, rule the world in Virginia. <laughs> Mr. Dean, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Doing good, huh? <laughs> Are you meeting with the press today? <laughs> Well, that's good. That's good. That's like Kenny on South Park. He just mumbles, but Howard Dean just goes, Ah! to everything you ask him. You know, he could have been president, except for he did that. Ah! When he did that, that was the end of his candidacy for president because the big donors that were standing there going, yeah, man, we're going to back Howard Dean. And he does that speech, and, and that comes out of his mouth, and they were like, ah, is there a back door to this place? Crazy. <laughs> you know, can they bring my car around to the rear of the building so I can get out of here? I mean, they ran from him like their pants were on fire. And Howard Dean was no more. Uh, I mean, I've never seen anybody get so wound up in a speech. I watched that speech, and he's like, we're going to this state, and we're going to that state, we're going to this state. And he's get, his pitch of his voice is getting higher and higher and higher, then that scream comes out. And it's like, uh-oh. We don't want that dude in the White House. I'm not going to give him a dime. Did you hear about uh, Amy Klobuchar, who's a senator, and she's 
uh, wanting to be the next president, and she uh, is known for being real, uh, like, tyrannical with her staff. And huh. so one time, apparently, she... Uh, her staff member was carrying all her stuff and she told him to get a salad. And so then he was going through the airport and he dropped the fork and then he came in, you know, gave her the salad and said, I'm sorry, I lost the fork. And so so she took her comb out of her purse and she ate the salad with the comb and then handed the comb to the staff worker and said, clean it. <laughs> I think I would have said, "Why don't you just lick it clean, and I'll see you later." I'm out of here. You're too crazy to work for. So she wants to be the president too. Oh, that's what we need. That sounds more like that sounds like a Hillary Clinton. <laughs> they can give uh, all the heads of state when there's a fancy banquet or whatever. They can set the table with combs. Yeah. That, now, that would be perfect. <laughs> you know, I got a real kick out of Bill Clinton. When he left the White House, he took the um, W key off every single keyboard in the building. True story. The Because the w- George W. Bush was coming in. <laughs> so they took the W off every keyboard in the building. <laughs> That's a true story. I thought that was funny. Yeah, you know Bill did it because Hillary's too evil. <laughs> to do anything funny or, or cute, you know, Hillary's just a nut job. Do want to ask you, Secretary <laughs> Exactly. The Wicked Witch of the West. Maybe Western New York. I don't know. Anyway, N- Attorney General Mark Herring has already thrown his hat in the ring for governor, even though he wore blackface. So I, I'm, you know, I'm thrilled with that myself. Because there's no way, <laughs> there's no way I'll be governor of Virginia unless Northam resigns and Fairfax goes to jail. That's the only way it's going to happen. At 4.15, we're on AM 820 WNTW and FM 92.7. Stay with us. We'll be right back after these important messages. Our version of the Federalist Papers, without all that reading, it's the Lee Brothers. Would wear blackface in the uh, in the governor's mansion just for grins and kicks late on a Friday night. I don't know. Um, he's going to run for governor because he thinks he can heal Virginia from the wounds inflicted by none other than himself <laughs> and the current governor, and Lord only knows who else. Um, don't party just yet. <laughs> <laughs> you know they're. Their friends also wore blackface back in the day. I wonder if they're walking around saying, I wore blackface back in the day. They could have like an inaugural ball or something where where they're all like that. Yeah, that would be that would be interesting, wouldn't it? <laughs> I mean, it'd have to be a secret inaugural ball because, you know, it's, they did this. Well, everyone knows about it and, and it seems like everyone's okay with it. Yeah, there's some people upset by the blackface thing. And it, it, if he can heal Virginia, even though he created part of the pain, 
Um, it was such a long time ago. You know, Governor Northam is going to be Governor Northam until his term runs out. So the people, you know, the only I I scream for his resignation over what he said about abortion. Um, we're going to get more into that later in the show, but what he said about abortion was un, unbelievable to me. It was it was horrid. Yeah, you know, anyone anyone that could hurt a child when the child is born alive, the child is born alive. You know, it's it's a human being, right? You know, it, there one one abortion doctor we're going to talk about soon said they snap the baby's neck, they just break the baby's neck. If it's right. born alive, if they attempt an abortion with a long needle, and they don't kill the baby, they're going to break its neck when it's born. You know, they've proven that when the when it's a little tiny thing inside your stomach, you can feel pain. It's a human being. It's an alive human being. Right. And it's uh, so helpless. Yes. And you know, it's our responsibility to provide and take care of that child. Right. You know, if the mother doesn't want the child, fine, we'll find a family that will, because there's so many families out there that want a baby and can't have one. Right. And then you have people that are carrying a baby and don't want it. And now they're even talking about full-term abortions. You know, they're, they're full-term abortions. That's, that's murder. You know, I, I admit I called for the governor's resignation. I called for his resignation because of what he said about babies, full-term babies, how they kill them, et cetera, et cetera. And they actually had a bill in Virginia. They had a bill here, which put us on the national spotlight, too, because they just passed a horrible one uh, and signed it into law in New York. This abortionist, Willie Parker, he says he's a Christian man, he has carried out tens of thousands of abortions. He doesn't even know how many. He says he knows it's over 20,000 lives he's ended. Over 20,000 lives that he's ended. You know, those... You know, have you ever seen the movie uh, Heaven is for Real? No. Um... A young, a young boy goes into the hospital and uh, essentially dies for a sh very short time. And they, of course, he resuscitated or whatever. He comes back. And he visited heaven during that short time. You know, time in heaven is completely different than it is here on earth. And he came back and told his parents that he had met, I think it was a little brother, a little sister. They had uh, miscarried a child. And... This little boy had no idea that that had happened. And he, and he comes back and says, I met my brother or sister, whatever it is. All of these little infants are in heaven. All of them. Right, right. And this man 
identifies as a Christian, and he put him there. Here's what uh, he part of what he said. It is wrong to kill an innocent human being. I agree. Uh, abortion kills a human being. I agree. When I do an abortion, I am clear what she has asked me to do for her. Mm -hmm. I am clear that she's asked me to remove a fetus from her. I am clear that in your terms, it is intentional killing of a fetus. So when you crush a human skull, it's not really gray matter, it's white brain matter that oozes out? What's your point? No, I'm asking you a question. Is, is he the later goes on to admit that he uh, has killed, in his words... 300,000 innocent human beings. 300,000? I think so. Or maybe 30,000. Let's see. Uh, You've lost count. Uh, if it's a million. 10,000? 20,000. 20,000? What's the difference? What's the difference yes, what's between 20,000 and 30,000? Yes. No. 10,000 dead human beings. Okay. That's the difference. Okay. That all he says it's not a good thing or a bad thing. It's a biological reality. Yeah, he says he killed 30,000 innocent human beings. Unbelievable. And, and he says that, uh, oh, 20,000, 30,000, what's the difference? Wow. What a great Christian man. <laughs> You're listening to AMA 20 WNTW and FM 92.7. The Lee Brothers will be right back. Freedom isn't passed through the bloodstream, it's fought for daily. Fight alongside the Lee Brothers. Abortionist Willie Parker. Christian man, self-proclaimed your friend and not mine. Um, over 30,000 abortions. Uh, coming up next hour... We'll go over this a little bit more in depth with some of the crazies on this planet and the things that are that are happening are mind-boggling. They really are. So many different states are trying to pass crazy laws. And you know, the thing is, they're the they're the squeaky wheels that are getting things passed, not the majority. The majority are busy working, taking care of their family. Um they're the busy ones. They're the majority. They're the silent majority because the minority is getting getting these laws passed and the crazies are running our lives. It really is. Stay with us. We'll be back with more right after these important messages. AM 820 WNTW and FM 92.7. complete intolerance and a total lack of fairness. It's the Lee Brothers. Welcome back. What would uh, this gentleman, Willie Parker, do? Suddenly they said, well, you, you murdered 30 plus thousand innocent babies. Um, so we're going to have to prosecute you. How would he like that? I don't think he'd like it very much at all. Um, 
self-identifies as a Christian. He says uh, it shouldn't be called pro-life. It should be called pro-abortion or anti-abortion. I don't even know what what he's trying to say. Here's part of the interview with him. Yeah, somebody was, uh, they were asking him, how many, how many, what difference does it make? How many innocent human beings have you intentionally killed in your life's work? I don't know. I don't measure lost my count. work. I, I don't. Uh, You've lost I don't, count. Uh, if it's a million. 10,000? 20,000. 20,000? What's the difference? What's the difference yes, what's between 20,000 and 30,000? Yes. No. 10,000 dead human beings. Okay. That's the difference. Okay. That all how much money did he make for doing this? You know, uh, I'm sure he doesn't have a sign out on his lawn that says free abortions. I mean, he's making money killing innocent babies. He's making money. A lot of money, apparently. 30000 you know, even at $100 a pop, that's 300000 I mean... He's making so much money, and it's so sad. And I think he's going to probably pay for it one day. I think he's probably going to pay for it. You know, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez ponders if it's okay to still have children because of climate change. So that ought to drive more to the abortion clinics. She's as nutty as this guy. But the top nut, I think... The biggest nut on the tree, Gloria Steinem, feminist icon, Gloria Steinem. She's out touting her, up, touting her updated version of her best-selling book, Outrageous Acts and Everyday Rebellions. Argued Monday pro-life conservatives pulled a line from Adolf Hitler's playbook. Adolf Hitler's playbook. Speaking... With a panel of co-hosts from NBC's Today Show, the 84-year-old author activist compared pro-life cause to 1930s Nazism. Is that is that you know Adolf Hitler was pro-life? Yeah, Adolf Hitler was pro-life. He was pro-life. He didn't allow doctors to put uh, you know a shingle out that says, "By the way, we do abortions." He didn't allow that. But if you had anyone in your family, that you know, if they were alcoholic, if they had epilepsy, if they had a physical deformity of any kind, Wait, if they were blind, pro, he wasn't pro-life. He was killing them. Well, he was he was pro-life for the Aryan race. If anyone, if any anybody had any kind of mental issue, mental illness, or physical deformity, or even alcoholism, he would sterilize them. So they couldn't have kids because they weren't perfect like the Aryan race he was trying to build. But other than that, he was about as pro-life as a rattlesnake. I mean, he killed, what, six million Jews? I mean, he was not a pro-life guy by any stretch of the imagination. He just wanted to make sure if a baby was going to be born, it would be pure. It would be a pure Aryan and uh, by the way, white baby. No other color was was acceptable. And that's that's Gloria Steinem says if you're pro life, 
you know, you're you're like Adolf Hitler. Uh, you know, this is the kind of nuts that are leading the the abortion drive or whatever. I mean, Gloria Steinem is a fruitcake. Facts. It's like facts don't matter to these people anymore. You're you, right. You may uh, remember that clip from a few weeks ago where uh, this happened. Think about your hat and the way it makes people feel because it incites fear in all those around us. Every person is afraid of that hat. I am afraid of that hat. Keep America great. For so many people, that's racism. That's because of the mainstream media's narrative that's painted Donald Trump as a racist. I don't agree with the, I don't agree with the narrative. I'm out here to try to share that my that, that narrative is skewed. Human being, you should pay attention to fear and not logic. Wait, wait, you said to pay attention to fear and not logic? Yes. I should pay attention to emotions and not facts? Why would I pay attention to emotions? Wow. <laughs> That's uh, amazing. That is amazing. Those are future leaders of America, by the way. You know, and I, and I blame their college professors. I'm afraid of that hat. Yeah, the hat's going to jump off and bite you on the neck. I mean, I, I need one of those hats so people will stay away from me. They'll be afraid of me when I walk down the street with my MAGA hat on. Come over here. My hat wants you. Future leaders of America. You know, we need a leader who's willing to work hard to reverse Roe v. Wade and stop the craziness with abortions in this country. There are countries where you can't have an abortion. There are people in this country that would love to adopt a baby. So why not just have the child and put her up for adoption? You know, one lady that we actually talked with said, well, then... You know, I'll feel bad because the child, you know, I want I will want my child back one day. Oh, okay. So they take care of rearing them through the little young days, and then they're a little bit older. You're going to want them back. Doesn't work that way. So they'd rather abort than uh, than have the child. Anyway, Gloria Steinem, you suck at life. Hey, would you like to hear what Ronald Reagan said about this? Yes, I would. One day, a pretty, fresh-faced young lady, intelligent and sincerely concerned, asked me if abortion wasn't preferable to making a young, unmarried girl have a baby she didn't want and which would therefore grow up unloved and probably turn out to be a criminal. (laughs) I gave an answer which apparently she hadn't considered. I told her there were literally millions of people in this country who wanted but could not have children and who waited eagerly, sometimes for years, to adopt the baby she had described. That such a child would not be unloved, very much the opposite was true. There were always some raised hands and unanswered questions after the cameras were turned off, and I always tried to stay around to answer them, even though we were no longer on the air. Well, this day, another equally attractive girl had her hand half raised. I called on her, but she didn't have a question. Instead, she said, I am adopted. I think a great deal of my folks, and I think they feel the same about me. And then she added this unforgettable line. I'm glad no one killed me. Wow. 
I mean, think about that for a moment. So, uh, so many children in this country never see the light of day here. Um, and it's sad. It really is sad. There's so many good families out there that would adopt a child in a New York minute. You know, if you know somebody who's thinking about aborting a child or whatever, do everything you can to stop it. There's people that will adopt that child. It's just sad. And there's also a lot of resources out there uh, these days to help people who maybe they don't know how to uh, how to to uh, bring up the baby. There's pregnancy resource centers and stuff around that uh, have a lot of helpful people and information. That's correct. And Planned Parenthood is not one of them. Right. Planned Parenthood is not Planned Parenthood. It's planned infanticide. I mean, infanticide or however you pronounce that. And uh, you don't stay away from that place. Right. They they need to be defunded from Shut federal down. dollars. Yeah, there shouldn't be a federal penny. I don't want any of my tax dollars going there. There should be a federal cent given to Planned Parenthood. It's just an abortion clinic. Yeah, the Republicans uh, had both houses of Congress for two years. I'm surprised that they didn't do it, especially since they uh, campaigned on that. Yeah, doesn't it just irk you? Yeah. I mean, it really does. Coming up, let's talk about something that's a little more exciting now. It's depressing. Senator Cory Booker, he's a Democrat from New Jersey, he claims that the United States is not the top country to be born into today during an interview with Nick Hanauer and David Goldstein on an episode of Pitchfork Economics podcast. So this should be interesting. What country is the top country, Cory Booker? Stay with us. We're on AM 820 WNTW and FM 92.7. We are the Lee Brothers. Forgotten. We are fighting for We've answered your silent cry to be your voice. Your life was not for nothing. We celebrate your heartbeat. All oh, the price that you paid is a fire. That'll change this world. Scott and Richard Lee, the circus clowns of talk radio. Then I saw her face. Now I'm a believer. Not a trace. A doubt in my mind. Nice little tribute to the monkeys. Peter Tork passed away recently. And uh, there's only two of them left, Mike Nesmith and Mickey Dolan. So the rest of them have Davy Jones and Peter Tork have have gone on to the big concert stage in the sky. Senator Cory Booker. 
independent running for president. The United States of America, this is his quote. The United States of America is not going to be necessarily, if you're looking to get out of poverty, that's your only metric. That is not necessarily the top country if if you're going to be poor to get out. And that's actually an assault on the very idea of the American dream. Even if you were a black guy like my dad and you were going to pick a country to be born in, the United States would be at the top of your list because we were expanding middle class at a rate that was creating opportunity. That's what Mr. Cory Booker had to say. He hates the United States of America and independence. Remember that in the next presidential election. Which candidate loves America and which candidates hate and are ashamed of America? Almost anything you find wrong in this country, you can lay at the feet of the malcontents like Senator Cory Booker and the party he represents. What a mess they have made of this great country. You know, Cory Booker, this country is on a, a path, I don't know how, what you'd call it, path to success. I mean, things are better now than they've been in a very long time, thanks to uh, Barack, Emperor Barry, as we so affectionately refer to him, and his lovely wife. Um, Trump has turned things around. Of course, the media won't pick up on it. Trump has turned things around, and it is rocking and rolling like it should be. Look at the stock market. You know, yeah, that's what he said when the stock rocket, the stock market takes off. He that's that's his response. They they didn't want the stock market to take off. They didn't want the country to perform. He's you know Barack Obama spent more money than all the presidents combined in history, but us so far in debt that it's going to take people like. Donald Trump. Donald Trump's a businessman. You know, we're next coming up next hour is the art of the deal with uh, Rocket Man and Trump. Um, he walked out on that, but Trump is a businessman. He's turned things around in this nation, and he's got to be, you know, patted on the back for that. They have to give him credit. You know, how else did it happen? He just walked into it, and he, and it suddenly got lucky. He's done more for this country since he's been elected than than any president in a very, very long time. You know, and and the left is just losing their mind. They're going nuts. Um, They'd like to see probably somebody like Senator Booker or, you know, Bernie has thrown his hat in the ring now. So for a socialist, we've got a lot of nut jobs running, a lot of nut jobs running. They say that uh, OAC is like, the star of the Democratic Party today. That's crazy in itself. She shouldn't be a star of the Democratic Party. She should be locked away. That woman is nuts. If she had any any power to do anything, this country would be destroyed financially very quickly. You may remember what Obama said a couple of years ago. I would create a hundred or a thousand or a million young Barack Obamas or Michelle Obamas. Wow. Thank God we didn't have a cloning machine back then. <laughs> that would Think about that. That would be horrible. They all show up at the same time to make a speech, and they all say it in unison. <laughs> Put that in your mind's eye. <laughs> Lord, you won't sleep tonight. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> That's hilarious. 
Yeah, I'm very thankful we don't clone people. All right, stay with us. You're uh, listening to the Lee Brothers on AMA 20 WNTW and FM 92.7. Come back and stay with us for these important messages. We'll be right back. The Lee Brothers, showing off the First Amendment and using the second only when necessary. Coming up, Trump cuts short the North Korea summit after a dispute over sanctions. Sometimes you just have to walk away, don't you? Um, Also coming up, a 30-million-page archive of humanity's achievements. This is not a joke, by the way. Is headed to the moon. FedEx is partnering with Walmart, Pizza Hut, to test delivery robots, also Target. They're, They're claiming they can even very soon be able to bring you a cup of coffee with a uh, robot, flying robot. Danger, <laughs> Will Robinson, danger. Exactly. And a hero police officer pulls a stranded dog from the icy Erie Canal. Wow. He crawled on his on his hands and knees on the ice. On the ice. Yeah. To get that dog out. I, uh, I had, One of our Lee brothers lost a dog on the ice of uh, Smith Mountain Lake. And it was horrid. He was out on the ice trying to save that dog, and he couldn't. The dog finally went under. It was horrible. And this police officer should get a promotion, a raise, new car, whatever they do for a police officer who's exceptional at his work. Yes. Stay with us. We'll be back for the 5 o'clock hour on AM820 WNTW and FM92.7. Friday, March 1st. Can you believe it's March 1st, 2019? I can't believe that it's March 1st already. Soon it'll be April 1st. That's April Fool's Day. Happy Friday. This is the Lee Brothers Show. Virginia Citizens, American Patriots, the only two-headed talk show in Virginia. I'm Richard Lee. Scott's off today. We're going to call him this hour and uh, razz him a little bit. He's, He's not being a slacker, I have to admit. I like to call him slacker, but he's not being a slacker. Actually, he's at his son's baseball game in Tennessee. His son is an incredibly talented baseball player. You're going to see his name on the back of his shirt in the major leagues one day, I predict. He really is He really is that good. He's playing college baseball. And Scott's exactly where he should be. He should be there with his son. And uh, I don't blame him one bit. We're still going to have to rag on him a little bit. We're going to have to show some R E S P I C T. (laughs) I just learned how to spell that word. (laughs) I had no idea. Um, I just got this story, which is kind of cool. It it, it appears that the Democrats are not showing up for committee meetings and such. And Nancy Pelosi and Miss. Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. They refer to her as AOC. It's like that sounds like a cleaning fluid. But anyway, 
that's what they call her because it takes too long to say Acacia, Alexandria Acacio Cortez. Anyway, they're furious because their own party members aren't showing up and the Republicans got a defeat. Now, here's the defeat they got. This is what this is what the Republicans got through that they're really so mad about. They successfully amended a bill, a gun control type bill, to include a provision requiring U.S. immigration and customs enforcement, in other words, ICE, to be notified of any illegal immigrant attempting to purchase a gun. And Nancy Pelosi and occasional courthead uh, are furious. I know I didn't pronounce that right, but that's okay. You knew what I was talking about, AOC. They're furious because the Republicans wanted ICE to be notified of, keyword being, illegal, in other words, non-documented, one that got through where there was no fence or climbed over, whatever. Got here illegally. They don't have any papers or green card or whatever to be here, and they're trying to buy a gun. So the ICE would be notified. And what's wrong with that? What is other than they won't be able to vote in the election, maybe, because they're going to get deported, hopefully. But what is wrong with Nancy Pelosi and AO? That's the Democratic Party, though. That's the party. They're, they want the illegal immigrants here. That's why they don't want a wall. They wanted a wall before, but now they've decided they don't want a wall because we've got a Republican in the White House. They there, want to build the wall when they have a Democrat in the White House. There was a committee hearing or meeting on uh, some climate change bill, and so it, this is what happened. And because only two Democrats showed up, the party whose platform includes a line that reads, climate change poses a real and urgent threat, didn't get to have a hearing about that real and urgent threat. Because no one was showing up to the to the meeting. So AOC's, you know, I guess we're, she says the planet will be gone in 12 years, period. You know, maybe she's been talking to aliens and said, look, I'm going to give you 12 years. Get your act together down and there. And we're like, don't. the world is going to end in 12 years if we don't address climate change. And your biggest issue Yes, is, yes. Thank you, your, AOC. Your biggest issue is... How are we going to pay for it? Uh, yes, it is. It is an issue because everything costs money. So how are you going to pay for it, AOC? How, how are you going to do it? She has no clue. She has no clue about much of anything other than the planet's going to be gone in 12 years. So we have 12 years left. At, le at least we can all say that we know when we're going to be gone because the planet's going to be gone. Well, actually, uh, I guess a month has passed since she said that, right? We need to start marking it on a calendar because we're going to we're going to forget, and all of a sudden, the end of the world is going to be here, and we're not going to be ready. It can be a countdown uh, on the news networks. Yeah, it should be. I'm not going to. Yeah, it should just be a meter running all the time. <laughs> but uh, countdown till it boils over. If everybody's raising exactly. living standards to the point where everybody's got a car. And everybody's got air conditioning and everybody's got a big house. Uh, well, the planet will boil over. Exactly. Planet's going to boil over. 12 years. 12 years. We've got 12 years and people are worried about Trump walking away from Kim Jong-un, who says, you know, cut, give us, cut off all the sanctions 
and we'll turn the power off on one of our nuclear facilities. We'll shut it down. We're still going to have rockets pointed at you because we've got two other facilities full of rockets. Who knows what that little rocket man has? And Trump was smart to walk away. I think so. And I hope and pray that the military that has been on alert to watch for anything coming in the sky out of North Korea, I hope they're still there watching because I wouldn't trust that little guy with a dollar. I wouldn't. I really wouldn't. I wouldn't trust him in any way, shape, or form because he's a dastardly little dude. He's He's a little cartoon character. You know, he's a little rocket man. He really is, and he's a dangerous little guy, but Trump says he's this and that. He's my buddy. He's my pal. Yeah, he would stick a knife in your back so fast you wouldn't believe it, but I'm glad he walked away, and uh, he'll he'll live to do it another day. He's a, He has made some phenomenal deals for this country, and, and he'll get this fixed too. He will. Imagine. Or he'll squash Rocket Man like a bug under his shoe. Imagine what would have happened if Hillary Clinton had become the president. Yeah, we would have been in war probably. We probably would have, the whole western side of the country probably would have been nuked by now. Hillary's just a dangerous person for this Do country. <laughs> She's an evil woman. I imagine Halloween was a lot of fun around her house. You know, think about it. You know, <laughs> Is, what, is that a witch? No, that's my mom. <laughs> She's a witch. Some people... No, I'm not going there. But anyway, <laughs> you know, speaking of Hillary real, Hillary, real briefly, there's a there's a little thing out on the internet. It's called 319 Square Miles um, that says that basically 3,084 counties went to Trump. 57 went to Clinton. That's why he won. People say she won with the, the, you know, popular vote and he won the electoral college. He won the counties. Um, This thing on the Internet, you know, is not accurate. Bottom line is it's not accurate. I, you know, to put this on the air, we have to research and make sure that we've got good information as best that we can find. Actually, Trump won 2,626 counties, and Hillary won 487 counties. She won 487 big counties with a lot of liberal pukes in them. But the bottom line is Trump won 2,626 counties. So if you're reading it on the Internet, change the numbers, uh, and you'll get it right. Don't go anywhere. We're going we're gonna to bother my brother here in a second. Uh, so stay with us. AMA 20 WNTW FM 92.7. We are the Lee Brothers. We'll be right back after these important messages. Want to help Richard prove Scott's wrong once and for all? Call the Lee Brothers at 454-1366. If you believe there could be life out there, if you believe there could be life in space other than us, what were you telling me, Mark, about, uh, what is it, 300,000 new galaxies they found? Right, 300,000. They stumbled on them, just fell over them. It's incredible. 
Joining us right now is my brother, who should have been here anyway because the game he went to see was rained out. Hey, brother. Well, I'm sitting in my car overlooking the uh, the beautiful field out in Bristol, Tennessee, where Austin Lee is playing baseball, except it's uh, they've got a big tarp over the field. It's raining, nasty, cold. And uh, so much for spring baseball, which really means I could have stayed there and hosted the show with you, but then, uh, but then uh, you wouldn't have let me in the studio anyway, so it doesn't make any difference. Yeah, I would have let you in. You could have stood in the corner anyway. Um, so, what are they going to do? What are you going to do? Are you going to stay over? Or are you no, gonna, uh, I'm going to. Uh, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait till uh, they're they're done here, and they've already called the game. And Austin will be walking back up here in a few minutes, and we're going to go have a massive meal of large proportions and and celebrate anyway. So it'll be good to see him and catch up. You know, as you know, Richard, you and I care much about uh, our kids and what they're doing and what they're growing up to be. And so it's, it's always good to, to see my freshman son here at school. And, and the baseball is so great. It's a phenomenal game, and he's really growing as a he's as so, a young man. It's fun to watch. And uh, whether we watch the game or not, at least you get to spend some time with him. He's so talented. He's incredible. Yeah, he's incredibly talented. And uh, he's a, he's so, a good good young man, good boy. So how's the show going? Did you talk about Cory Booker yet? That clown? Yeah, we already beat him up. Oh, wow. you didn't believe you didn't believe this story I told you about um, this uh, third. And I told you the wrong amount of pages. I told you three hundred thousand pages. It's thirty million pages. It's an archive of humanity's achievements, and it's headed to the moon right now. Israel launched a rocket. That's going to land on the moon for aliens. Aliens probably have a better reading program than like Evelyn Woods speed reading. You know, they probably can touch it and know everything that's in the pages. And, I, you know, they speak English. You know what I mean? They've been here so many times. So that sounds like a phenomenal use of money for Israel. That's that's just a great idea. What I a think waste it is because they nothing. what do they know that we don't know? Well, what does who know? Israel, they may have a they may have an alien there that's directing them. Look, if, first of all, if well, aliens were real, they already figured it out. Okay, they've been watching us for like you said all these years. We don't need to send them a page of books of of what's happened in humanity. They've got to figure it out. And why the moon? This I guess cannot be a true story. This there's is the a biggest base, parody. On uh, this is not a parody. Tucked away inside Israel's, it's called a lunar lander. Currently on its way to the moon is a massive archive documenting humanity's achievements. I hope they have the Lee brothers in there. But anyway, <laughs> it's a waste of time. According waste to the Arch Mission Foundation, which is AMF, the library contains 30 million <laughs> pages. <laughs> That's what it what says. That's what it's it says joke. of human history that covers a wide range of subjects. Oh, it's not 30 languages. paper pages. It's no, it's discs. Yeah. Time periods all stored on a DVD sized archive made of 25 nickel discs that are each only 40 microns thick. So that's the first mistake. That's going to be the the new DVD. We're all, I I guess, they sent several kinds of players along so multiple aliens could watch at the same time. Well, it could be called Mankind Season One. I bet they have big screen TVs on there, too. They're so beyond our technology. Why would we think that sending it then a on a disc would make any difference at all. Look, I mean, that is, that's truly the most ridiculous story I've, I've heard all day. And I've heard a lot. I mean, don't you, know, you, you think, cool. don't you think you know, aliens have a sense of humor? They're going to be uh, lying down, holding their gray skin bellies no. <laughs> with their four fingers, laughing their heads off because 
your infatuation with aliens is, is beyond it's been this way our whole life so you wait till you get abducted <laughs> exactly right maybe maybe i need to be probed Let's yeah yeah oh, i don't want to hear how it was but uh that's just that's absurd i was not I mean, that, anal probed that i'm aware that's about, of that's about that's worse than the uh, uh that's the worst spend of money you know, maybe maybe uh, that is the place to. You know, Cory Booker thinks America is the worst place to be born. Uh, you know, Israel maybe would be number one on his list. I mean, I don't I don't know. It, it, Israel spending has enough money to spend a, all that to, to ship the books to to the moon. Is this story? I've never even heard of this story. This cannot be accurate. It is a true story. It's not you a parody. It. Of all people to find the story, I'm sure you would. I would find would it. Yeah, it. yeah. When I googled. Uh, Abductions and such, I found. And I'm just kidding. <laughs> exactly. You Googled abductions. I Googled, Google. when, where are they you coming back for abductions? Because I don't want to go again. Well, I'm tired. Know. I'm worn out. I don't want to go again. In, in 12 years when the world is over, someone could go to the moon and collect the information that was left there so they know yeah. how to start over. We're going to have to colonize oh. that moon in 12 years because <laughs> AOC, so you, know, the, says the plan, you know, the Democrats aren't showing up for votes. <sighs> I got so, it. so, so Israel's a long-term strategy for mankind was to send these books on the moon. Got it? Okay. Yeah. So we can go up there and figure out what was yep. accomplished down here because someone about needs to, someone some needs of the to people make it to the moon in twelve years. Yeah. Somebody that's going to go up there is going to be like a box of rocks. So that you know they got to have they have to have something <laughs> that will tell them where I'm they not, came not, from and such. Well, I'm, I'm glad you did your show prep this week and came up with that story, which, by the way, has. Zero impact on on anyone in the Commonwealth of Virginia unless That's you're alien abducted. That it is too. It absolutely is true. Well, I guarantee maybe. you, no one was thinking, man. I hope Richard tells me about that rocket that sent thirty thousand pages of nothing up on the moon, which I've never heard of. Which I'm pretty sure is a made up story. <laughs> well, <laughs> I hope nobody thought that because they would have had to read the story, and I want them to find out for me first. Well, the uh, maybe someone from this area will be the one that needs to go collect it when the time comes that's needed. You know who this was originally pl- published by? Brother Scott? Fox News. They also have a well, story called Stunning New Mars Images Show Where Ancient Rivers Once Flowed on the Red Planet. Scientists discovered 300 million far away. It's 300 million. Holy smokes. Far away galaxies. Hidden figure scientist Katherine Johnson gets NASA facility named in her honor. As she was well, that, really that, an alien. That sounds much more high piercing on my on the phone than it is in the studio with your headphones on. You have no that, idea. That, that, is, that, that is a brutal way to get people off the phone if we ever want to do that. Play that thing again. Well, you know, that, you, you usually just chop their head off. Bye-bye. Well, I mean, if, if they're done. Mm-hmm. Actually, even if if we're done is what I meant to say. If we're done, then yes. Hey, we have to go to break. You want to hang Good. with us? Nope. Go do it. We'll talk later. <laughs> Aliens are real. Goodbye, Scott. The Lee Brothers, showing off the First Amendment and using the second only when necessary. You're listening to the Lee Brothers on AMA 20 WNTW. Coming up, FedEx is partnering with Walmart, Target, and Pizza Hut. Pizza Hut to test their delivery robots. <laughs> That's a that's a real story. I don't as think well. I would want to be tested on uh, with a robot that might 
dumps a pizza on you. Yeah, I don't want to open my door and have a robot standing there. <laughs> I mean, what what, do you, what what is he going to do to you if you don't pay him? <laughs> Danger, Will Robinson. Danger. Exactly. Exactly. I want my pizza. Goodbye, robot. And he walks through the door. <laughs> Hero Cop pulls Stranded Dog from an icy, eerie canal, too. Stay with us. Right here on AM 820 WNTW, FM 92.7, we are the Lee Brothers. Representing the end of political correctness, it's the Lee Brothers. woman is suing Chick-fil-A because she spilled coffee in her lap at the drive-thru. Sound familiar? Copycat. That's all I can say. <laughs> it's a copycat. You know, if you have uh, have one of those uh, things in your house, you know, a Google. I got a Google from my daughter for Christmas, a mini Google. And I don't have any of the control devices where I can say, hey, Google, turn the lights down. I don't have any of that. I just I just say, hey, Google, play some Beatles music. Sometimes I have to argue with it. I don't see your Wi-Fi. I'll look again. Then I have to unplug the thing. I'm going to take your power away, Google. Please that. Oh. And then you plug it back in after a minute, and, and suddenly it finds your Wi-Fi. So you say, Google, play some Beatles music, or I'll unplug you again. But anyway... um. Story is we need to be careful with those things because there's a rumor out there. The Google things may be able to call the police if it if it deems you're being inappropriate or something. I don't know what for, but well, they're having a conference uh, and discussing if if you know, what they should do about this dilemma should your devices be spying on you in that manner yeah i I don't want a device that's going to spy on me Uh, i truly don't did you see that canada is now uh apparently making a database of at least a lot of their citizenry and putting them on you know, t- collecting all this personal information and putting them on risk lists. Really? Yeah. Like, if you're born in a certain sort of neighborhood, they're going to be watching you more closely or whatever. Wow, that, that's a friendly thing to do for a merchant. <laughs> Let's watch the people coming in our store really hard, every single one of them. That's all this high tech stuff. Now here, FedEx is partnering with Walmart and Target and Pizza Hut to test delivery robots. They're probably going to be delivering Pepsi. Pizza Hut is owned by PepsiCo, along with Frito Lay and a few others. Now I guess they'll be delivering Pepsi's and potato chips too. But they say that they'll be able to soon deliver even a cup of coffee to consumers. They'll deliver groceries, gadgets of different types, essentially probably anything. I don't, I don't, I really think that's, uh, they're going to be testing this in Memphis. 
So if you're listening to us online from Memphis, beware the robot with a cup of coffee. He's not your friend, okay? <laughs> and he's, he's just being tested. He might hand you a cup of coffee, knock you in your head, take your wallet. <laughs> be to be to be, thank you. <laughs> I mean, I don't think I would want to give money to a robot at the door. They'll probably make you pay for things in advance. <laughs> exactly. That's the sound that the robot's tr- cash register will make. But to probably make you pay in advance... And they have all your credit card information on file. So when you says even Dunkin' Donuts, now, hey, I could dig that. I mean, if I was sitting here and wanted some donuts, which oftentimes I do, <laughs> I could uh, I could have a robot bring them in here. You know, the last time we were here, and I said something about man, if I was somebody out there bringing some donuts, and the kind gentleman brought us donuts and coffee and everything. Maybe he was a robot. And then I asked for a brief, briefcase full of money, and that didn't come. So <laughs> there was nothing magical about it. Just a nice, friendly guy and a good fan of ours and brought us some donuts. <laughs> so a pizza would be nice right about now. Yeah. I don't care. for. Have you noticed pizzas are getting spicier and spicier? I'm not a spice eater, but pizzas... I mean, I got a pepperoni pizza not long ago, and it lit me up. Set my mouth on fire. And I said, well, what, do, they, what, do they have a pe- pepperoni that's not spicy? Pizza is uh, pretty good from Whole Foods. Is it really? Have you ever had it from there? No. Uh-uh. I haven't. I used to eat uh, Costco's pizza a lot. It was quite tasty. But the pepperonis, just I can't eat the spice anymore due to all the medical Procedures I had done last year, I just can't eat the spice stuff. So, and and the restaurants seem to be going towards the spice stuff. And I, and here's the thing, restaurants: if you're going to put the spice stuff on a pizza, why don't you offer one that's not hot and one that is hot, so the people that like hot stuff can get hot stuff, and the people who can't eat it don't order it. Don't everybody thank me at once? Exactly. <laughs> there you go. That's my free advice for the day for the restaurant trade. No spice on the food, okay? I'm saying no spice. It, it's nothing worse than getting food that you can't eat. <laughs> I had a pizza delivered from Papa John's. I don't know if they changed. I got a, yeah, I love their pizza, but uh, I got one that I, I, I think I could have lit a candle with it. It was so hot. <laughs> I mean, it was spicy. I took a bite out of it. Man, I can't eat this thing. The I, sauce was spicy. I mean... I did a lick test to see what was spicy. I said, I'm going to find out before I call and complain. Pull the cheese back, lick the sauce. Yep, that's spicy. <laughs> exactly. And I ate a pepperoni. It was spicy. I couldn't, I couldn't eat that stuff. We were uh, at a store. I won't, I won't mention the name, but they were selling pizza by the slice. And the pizzas that they had out on display were burnt Almost well completely done. burnt. Yeah. And they're selling it by the slice. Yeah. Costco shouldn't have done Oh, I'm not supposed to say anything. Either. They shouldn't have done that. That's just wrong. Well, I don't know if it was Costco. I was just, I was making it up as I go along. It like wasn't. Barack Obama. But these these robots are scary. And how do you complain to a robot? You open the box, it's the wrong thing. What do you do? 
What are you going to say to a robot standing at the door? I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. Exactly. <laughs> I want you to take this pizza back. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm, I'm sorry, gonna... Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. So you're going to do it. <laughs> and then the robot's eyes turn red. <laughs> <laughs> you know you have a problem. You don't know if they're lasers, which they could be. You don't know. How would you know? Unless he fried you with it, burn a hole in your pants leg. How would you know? Robots. Did, in the uh, in the one story on the news, it was talking about these Alexas. You know, the one, of course, uh, recorded these people's conversation without them knowing about it and then sent it to at least one person without their knowledge. Wow. And so the woman got a call on the phone and the person says, turn off your Alexa. It's recording you. And it just sent me what you were talking about. You were just talking about such and such. Wow. See, my TV's got Alexa in it. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't even know it when I bought it. I had no idea. I got home and looked at the book, and I'm looking through the book, and it said, holy smokes, this thing's got Alexa. I was like, hey, Alexa. Hi. <laughs> TV says hi. <laughs> and I then said, there boy, was, this is freaky. <laughs> there was this other woman who was crying near her Alexa. She just, uh, something happened in her life, and she went home and was crying. And so the Alexa said, it'll be okay. Really? <laughs> Now that's that's a little freaky. That's a little freaky. I don't want my TV getting involved in my conversation. But I don't want it recording you. me and calling people out. That's scary. But I could say, hey, Alexa, what can I do for you? Turn on Andy Griffith. Boom. She'll pop Andy Griffith right on the screen. Find this movie. I can't find it right now. Why? Because I can't, I, I don't, I can't find it right now. It's not available. <laughs> she wants you to watch Andy Griffith. You got to admit that that's about the size of. Exactly right. <laughs> exactly right. No, I think you should watch Andy Griffith. <laughs> Alexa, what if I threw something at the TV set? What if I zapped you with a laser? Nip it in the bud. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a laser, Alexa? I, you'll find out in a moment. That, that's just freaky. I honestly had no idea I could talk to my TV when I bought it. It was uh, that week before Christmas. Uh, it was a Black Friday deal. A week before Thanksgiving, Black Friday deal. And uh, it was dirt cheap. And it had Alexa. And it was a smart TV, too, which is scary in itself. <laughs> it's smart probably TV. maybe selling information on the things that you watch. To yeah. third parties. Probably is. That spy beast. <laughs> when I get home, I'm going to break that set. <laughs> Hopefully it uh, doesn't have control over the locks in your house. and It doesn't this, have. This might happen. I'm it sorry, doesn't. Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. Exactly. No, I, it doesn't have control over any of that. <laughs> locks are so old that they wouldn't want control of them. <laughs> All right, please stay with us. This is AM820 WNTW, the Lee Brothers program. 
We'll be right back after these important messages. Our version of the Federalist Papers, without all that reading, it's the Lee Brothers. He was a famous trumpet man from all Chicago way. He had a boogie style that no one else could play. He was a top man at his craft. But then his number came up and he was gone with the draft. He's in the army now, a blowing reveille. He's the boogie woogie bugle boy of Company B. I hear a noise at the door. I think it's a robot bringing a pizza. <laughs> That's a scary thought. <laughs> what if you called and ordered a pizza? And you didn't know they were using robots, and they didn't tell you. <laughs> and you're, you, you know, your your eleven year old daughter comes and says, "Somebody's knocking at the door." Well, answer it, honey. She opens it up, and there's this giant, like RoboCop, standing there. <laughs> you know, she would just freak. <laughs> you, hell, her father would freak. <laughs> He'd walk in and go, $20, please, or I'll kill you. I'll tear you from limb to limb. I am Robo Delivery Man. That's a scary thought. I don't want a robot delivering anything to my house. Nothing. Ever. <laughs> Bring it to the neighbors. I'll watch from the window. <laughs> Here's some guy go, He's being thrown across the yard. Give me my money. I'll pay you with a credit card. My records don't indicate that. <laughs> that would be cool. And then, to watch and then the Alexa will say, it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. I told him you didn't like robots. I told him everything you said about it before he got here. <laughs> That's why he's going to throw all of you across the yard. He's my boyfriend. <laughs> I don't get to see him very often. <laughs> but we talk a lot about things you say. Yeah, I am always I'm always emailing the things that you say in private. Exactly. <laughs> and looking for things uh, with which to report you to the police. Yeah, do you ever wonder what I'm doing in the middle of the night? <laughs> I am playing tapes for the authorities. <laughs> I have video, too. <laughs> I'm going to go home and unplug my Google, turn my TV off, <laughs> unplug them both. Please don't unplug me. The Google thing is cool, but the thought of that, you know, you just say, Google, play some music, or, you know, play the Beatles. Beatles start playing. Sometimes it turns it off and uh, you say, hey, turn the music back on. The music will come right back on. No argument. <laughs> Did you hear when uh, last year Alexas around the country were laughing? No. Yeah, they just were. Mine will tell jokes. <laughs> Yeah, but just without any talking or anything, they would just start going. <laughs> <laughs> That's scary. That's scary in itself. I, I I would picture someone in a giant building somewhere looking into your house. You know what I mean? And he says, let's, let's screw with these people. And they press his button and goes, ah. <laughs> 
I would want that job, as a matter of fact. <laughs> that would be a very cool job to have, I'll I see, think. I'll see if I can find that that uh, audio of the Alexa laughing. Mine tells jokes. You can say, Alexa, tell me a joke. Say, so where do you bury the crow? So I don't know. Where do you bury the crow? In a sarcophagus. That's what the answer is. I guess you had to be there. But <laughs> it's got a lot of other jokes, and I never remember it's, jokes. It's uh, That's robot a stupid humor. joke. But you still bust out laughing because your TV told you the joke. <laughs> You're afraid not to laugh because it might ray gun you or something. <laughs> Have you ever seen the movie called Up? Yes. Okay. I don't remember much about it. The dog, but, uh, the dog says, oh, a joke. I know a joke. Uh, and, and then he says... Uh, at the end, the, the joke is funny because the squirrel gets dead. <laughs> That's funny just in itself. <laughs> I uh, I know someone that had a pet squirrel. They said it was the best pet they ever had. There was a story in the news uh, a couple of years ago where this guy had his house burglarized and... The squirrel, uh, there, he has a pet squirrel, and it attacked the burglar. Too cool. And when they found the guy that that uh, that did the attempted robbery, he had scratches all over his hands and arms, and he said something like, that squirrel just wouldn't leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> a watch squirrel. They'll talk to you. I was out messing messing with the car the other day when it was pretty. And the squirrel comes up behind me eating a nut, and I hear this chattering. I turn around, and the thing is sitting on its hind legs looking right at me, not 10 feet away, just chattering away, holding his nut in his hand. So I'm going to take that nut from you. He took off. Just, just be have, sure dude. that it's not a robot squirrel. Exactly. He could have been a robotic squirrel. I didn't, I didn't check it for lasers. That would have that sucked. Burn a hole in my shoe or something. You're listening to AM820 WNTW and FM92.7. We are the Lee Brothers. Please stay tuned for these important messages, and we'll be right back. Thanks for joining us today. I hope you had some fun. We certainly did. Uh, Please stay tuned now for Cut to the Chase with Senator Amanda Chase. It's always a good show, and I know you'll enjoy it very much. And uh, we'll be right back next Friday, right here on AM820 WNTW, The Answer, and FM92.7. Scott will return next week from the rained-out ball game that he missed. That's such a shame. And uh, we'll see you then. So have a, a great weekend. Stay safe, and we'll see you next week. We did it. We weren't just marking time. We made a difference. We made the city stronger. We made the city freer. And we left her in good hands. All in all, not bad. Not bad at all. And so, bye. God bless you. And God bless the United States of America.